0: I cry, ship, well, Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking, our program here called the Mariner's Call. What a blessing, all oh, this old Mariner, uh, a blessing to me to have this opportunity to be with you, all oh, for, uh, I guess we think about uh, the means of the radio waves and opportunity of hours to take. and. Lift up Christ to be a blessing to God's people, and maybe say some things that might cause conviction to fall upon those who do not know the Savior. And if you're without Christ, oh my heart goes out to you. I trust that God'll do something in your heart whereby every person that listens to the sound of my voice, I hope I can meet you I, hope I can meet you in heaven. The book of Luke, Luke chapter five, The Thought Uh, For this particular time, some stations air our program early in the morning, middle of the day, late in the afternoon, early at night, late at night, whenever you're listening. I hope it's a good time for you. Luke chapter 5, and I'll be reading verse 4, talking about God's purpose for my life. Luke chapter 5, and I'll be reading verse 4. Hey, I have a fishy question for you, okay? There's a place in the Bible, in fact, it's 2 Kings chapter 6, if I'm thinking right. There is a man there that... There's actually a miracle takes place. Someone has lost a piece of iron in the water. In fact, it's an axe head made out of iron, and it falls in the water. What happens to iron when it falls in the water? You got it. Sinks right to the bottom. But this man actually made this iron to float. No. Yeah. Yeah, 2 Kings chapter 6. Iron will not float. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, man of God, do you remember his name? The name of the man that made the iron to float there. Think about it for a few moments. See if you can come up with his name. It begins with the letter, let me just give you a hint, E. All right? His name begins with the letter E. Luke chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 4. Hey, if whoever can help you, at the end of our program, our announcer will give you an address whereby you can correspond with us. We would be delighted to hear from you. I am actually looking to the faces of many people that listen to our program. You said, how do you do that? <laughs> I have a photo of some of you folk. We sort of exchanged photos. We had our own laughs. Amen. And uh, people tell me, Brother Mon, you just do not look like you sound. And I, I have no comment to that, but I don't know what to say. I do not look like I sound. Uh, but we do have photos of a lot of different people. If you'd like to send us a photo, I'd like to put it behind the microphone. We have a clodge of pictures everywhere here of different people. Once again, as I look on the other side or the back side of this microphone, I'm looking right into the face of people that tell me. In fact, there's a young couple there. In fact, yes, my name. Uh, my name is Andrew. And the face of a couple who say that they uh, have listened to our program uh, in the past uh, often. So if we can help you, please be sure to correspond with us. The man that made the iron to float, do you remember who it was, Second Kings 6? Ah, you got it. It was Elisha. Luke chapter 5, verse 4. Luke chapter 5, verse 4. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, The Lord's now in a boat that Jesus did not just preach inside of a synagogue or a church or a temple. My friend, or out on the street, he actually used the boat one time for his pulpit. So, you know, with all my fishing language and nautical expressions and things that we like, some time to time people ask, they said, Brother Mon, you know, give me some more fishy things, you know, things that relate to the sea. I enjoy doing that, but yeah, for some I guess it gets monotonous, you know. But here, he said when he had left speaking, our Jesus is through preaching, He tells Simon, this is Simon who? That's right, Simon Peter. What kind of boat was he in? A fishing boat. He said, Simon, he said, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a draw. He's fixing to reward Simon for the use of his vessel. But he says, Simon, launch out into the deep. As far as Simon's boat is concerned, what kind of boat did he have? That's right. A tourist boat? No. A pleasure boat? No. He had a fishing boat. What was a fishing boat made for to go fishing? Uh, Could he fish at the dock? No. He had to launch out. So I'm going to say of our lives. Uh, Come on. Uh, Dear Christian, would you listen at this particular time? Concerning my life, my life is likened unto a lot of different things in the New Testament. Uh, One time, one of the writers said that I ought to run the race with patience. My life's like a runner. Uh, Fight the good fight of faith. My life is like the life of a Christian soldier. Uh, What about here in Luke chapter 5? Fishing fishing men, Jesus said one time, fellows, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. So not only a race, maybe a Christian soldier, but what about a fisherman? My life is like, my friend, the life of a fisherman. And as far as we think about now that my soul is safe, the Lord said, I'm to be fishing for men. uh, And to do so, I must launch out into the deep. Hey, are you listening? Launch out into the deep. It's important that I leave the dock. You know, ships are not made for the harbor. What are you talking about physically? A ship is safe in the harbor, yes. There's a purpose to come to the harbor, yes. Sometimes there's refitting. Sometimes, Well, that's where ships are built, actually, in the harbor. But you know what a ship is made for? It's made for the open sea. It's not made for just the harbor. In fact, as far as the harbor is concerned, a ship in the harbor that, well, he's dockside. He's tied up. I mean, he's tied. I mean, uh, as far as a believer is concerned, oh, I'm glad that... You know, you could well say of my life, nothing wrong in saying that I'm harbored in Jesus and I've anchored my soul in the haven of rest, but that's the condition of the soul at peace with God. Now, uh, the application of my life in the sense of what I'm supposed to be doing for the Lord. Now, yes, my soul is safe and I am harbored in Jesus, but see, I've been created unto good works. I've been saved by grace, but I'm his workmanship created unto good works. So I'm like a fishing boat. And continually, I'm supposed to be leaving the dock, leaving the dock. You know, a ship has a cargo to carry. We think about all kinds of ships. We think about even people ships. Some of you might have been on a people ship in the past, maybe a beautiful tour uh, ship. I've never been aboard one. Most of my, you know, I've traveled huge ferries if we as we go from place to place and traveling around some places around the world. As far as my uh I guess association with a boat is concerned that most of my time was spent on a work, a work boat. But there are people boats where, you know, you have people products there. But cargo ships is mostly what we think about. We think about carrying food products and manufacturing products and doing so around the world. So we think about the purpose of a vessel is to carry a cargo. You know, once again, whether people, all kinds of products. So what about my life? I must understand this. As far as my life before God, the reason I'm to launch out into the deep is because I have a treasure in earthen vessels. You said, what are you talking about? All oh, when God saved me. Oh, it's kind of like what Paul reminded young Timothy of in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and 1 Timothy chapter 1. He said, the gospel was committed unto his trust. All this treasure in earthen vessel with the gospel within. What am I supposed to be doing? Safely at the dock? Oh, No. You know, just telling people at the dock that I have this treasure. Well, no, I'm to be taking this treasure far and wide. You know, leaving the dock tests the ship. What do you mean? Safely tied at the dock, you do not know that the ship can function properly. The steering mechanism, as we said many times, we think about the rudder for a ship. If I were to take at the dock and turn the helm, as far to the port, and then as far to the starboard as I can. Would it move the ship at the dock? No, because the ship is tied up. You know, think about the power of the vessel. You know, tied up is the power of that vessel. Can it be tested? No. You pull the dock down. You put the you put the ship in gear. Uh, no. What about the electronics? No. Sometimes they do not work and work well till you get out away from the dock. What about the ship's hull? Will the ship take the open sea? Can it take the 20, 30, 40-foot waves that's there that's going to crash against the hull of that ship? Will it take the high seas? Could you find out at the dock? No. You have to leave the dock. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So as far as my life is concerned, I'll never know. The things of God that I find in the New Testament would be true of my life until I leave the dock. Here he said this, launch out into the deep right? I'll never know. We think about the steered mechanism. You know, for sure that God's hand would lead me. Did God say he would guide me? Will the spirit of God guide us in all truth? Isn't the Lord Jesus Christ likened unto a shepherd? And as far as this shepherd is concerned, does not not he have the ability to lead his sheep? How do you know that? Unless you leave the dock to watch God's hand take you from place to place across life's sea. And then to unload of this precious cargo that you had, that you might tell others of the glorious things that God has done for you through Christ and what Christ has done for a lost and dying world. What about the power? You know, What about the Holy Spirit power? You'll never understand the power of God in your life until you just say, God, get me away from the dark. And may somehow you energize me. May I sense the power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. May I experience that to see all that you can take and give the amount of RPM to this whole vessel. As we sail across life, see that you can bring me from place to place. What about the ship's hull? How do you know you can stand the stress of life <laughs> unless you get safely away from the dock? People say, I'm scared to leave the dock. I'm scared to leave. I'm scared I'll get seasick. I'm scared of the vessel. I'm, I'm, you have to, by faith, leave the dock my friend. It's God's plan for your life. The pressure, the compromises of life. I, I wonder, you know, you never find out if you could take, my friend, that in life that, oh, God intended for you to take to show you what you're actually made out of oh, until you step out. And by faith, my friend, get untied from the dock. You know, there's no income at the dock. A lot of God's people are expecting great rewards in heaven for nothing. If you do nothing, Simon Peter, if his boat never left the dock, how many fish could he catch? Nothing. Would there be any income? Could he take home to his wife some money for fish? No, the boat never left the dock. As far as at the judgment seat of Christ for believers, you know. Uh, Is there anything for us to have? Any rewards? Not unless you've left the dock. There's no income at the dock. In fact, as far as the dock is concerned, if you just stay there and stay there, here in our area there's some beautiful boats that are tied to the dock and they never go anywhere. People laugh. They say, that boat never goes anywhere. That boat is just, it's there at the dock all the time. They never go anywhere. They never do anything. Criticism to face. We call them fair weather sailors, the people who own those boats. They never leave the dock. Don't be a fair weather sailor. Launch out into the deep. Are you listening? Launch out into the deep. Sometimes, or in fact, maybe most of the time, especially if we use the analogy and compare it to Christians, we just need a little shove. We take some of the big, oh, I've gone places around the world, these big jets you know, to push away from a docked area. You know, they got this little machine down there, and it, uh, you know, catches, you know, a hold there in the front part of the plane, the axle there and the front axle, the wheel of the plane, and pushes all the plane out to the tarmac area there to where all the engines then can begin to roar and he can point up to the sky. It took a little, just a little piece of equipment. Sometimes as far as a boat is concerned, it's called a tugboat all right, to take the big old ship and just pull it out into the harbor area. So sometimes all we need is a little shove. I'd like to be that person today. Can I give you a little shove? Launch out into the deep. Come on, a little shove. Launch out into the deep. Oh, could Brother Mond just give you a little shove? Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Leave the dock of safety and security. Now, until next week, Fisher Mond saying goodbye.